Hello. On this podcast, we talk about movies, their faults, their flaws, and their plots. So, expect some spoilers. You've been warned. Welcome to Plot Spackle. I'm John, and my favorite sharks are threshers. I'm Eric, and I'd have to say my favorite shark is probably a mako shark. I'm Richard, and my favorite shark is Gaugura. Is that like a specific shark? Do you? Okay, I guess you guys actually don't know that one. Can I say street sharks? I remember those. Man, street sharks was the show that made me realize there was a thing of a... Hollow Live. Anime girl sharks. <laughs> Jeez, guy. All right. Well, I, I have some videos for you to see. <laughs> um, I would say Street Sharks was the the show that really broke the behind the scenes for me when I realized that they were like replaying the same scenes over and over again. And the That's magic of was... cartoons was broken. Yeah. Street Sharks was not great. It is what it is. It is what it is. But those, those are our favorite sharks. I like Thresher Sharks because they got the cool profile with the big tail. Um, I'm not a fan of Makos because they're like, they're speed. I mean, they are fast and they kind of have those like hooked teeth instead of like the normal, just straight edges. And I like Algura because she's so dumb. I'm, I'd assume so. I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, right. the, the lost and confused looks. All right. If you want like a regular normal shark. I'm a big fan of the hammerheads. Oh, you like hammerheads? I do. The uh, the 360 degree field of vision plus the crazy electromagnetic sensor. I mean, pretty cool. If it works, it works, right? And they actually do like swim around in schools. And they are the shark most useful for home repairs. It's true. I'm pretty sure the sawzall shark is the better tool, like multi-use tool. Yeah, but see, once you have a hammerhead shark, everything looks like a nail shark. But uh, yeah, this is our first episode in Shark Week Summer. We're going to be covering shark movies all summer long. Every week is Shark Week in Shark Week Summer. It's never safe to go back in the water. I mean, it was I guess never ap- safe to go in the water to begin with. Let's I mean, be I honest. guess after summer it's safe too. But but uh, let's move on to our first movie. We got to fill its plot holes. What are we filling them with? Surprisingly dry streets for a hurricane. A closet full of extras. And a cult classic standing that it doesn't really deserve? I mean, it kind of deserves it. I mean, if you look at the term cult, I mean, it's basically people have been brainwashed. So, yeah. Oh, oh no, that's appropriate then. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll just go with the uh, dry streets in a hurricane and uh, closets full of extras. Yeah. As we talk about Sharknado. Surprisingly expendable extras. I hope they those extras develop deep and complex backstories that really get me. Oh wait, no, never mind. Does any character have deep and complex backstories? The bar stool <laughs> was its grandfather killed by a shark. I just know it was loved by the person who sat in it. George, sure, whatever. I didn't. I didn't bother to learn his. You know, name. as soon as he left it behind, he died. I mean, a good point. He had to go save the dog mistakes were made well we should probably get into the plot 
of Sharknado. Though, does, so. does Sharknado have a plot, Eric? Uh, Ostensibly. I mean, I guess. Things happen. What are those things? So Sharknado begins with a drug, I'm assuming a drug deal gone bad in the middle of an ocean. Was Sharknado deal? Because, yeah, we want to know that these two characters are bad. And they get into a gunfight on a really small boat, which I don't really under- didn't understand because it's a, a small boat. Like, just shoot through the thing, whatever. But at the same time, due to climate change, or gl- no, they say global warming, right? I don't remember the specifics. I don't, I don't bother <laughs> either. But we know because of global warming, the first ever hurricane in the Pacific Ocean is about to make landfall in California. But because California is also home to, like, thousands, tens of thousands of sharks, they get sucked up into these cyclones, which causes these cyclones to turn into tornadoes with sharks. So we'll just shorten that to Sharknados. Then we have our main character. Uh, We're just going to, like the movie does, cut to a main character suddenly named Finn. And he's trying to get his estranged family back together. And, well... He kind of does that. First, he goes to rescue his ex-wife and his daughter, and they make it to a... Uh, then they go from her house, which becomes... I guess, I think they live in Beverly Hills, so up on the you know in, in the hills, which gets flooded and then destroyed. And they have to move to an uh, airplane hangar to rescue his son, whom we didn't really know he had at the beginning of the movie. They just kind of bring it up. That, oh, now we need to go rescue... I can't remember his Matt? name. Matt. Is it Matt or Max? I I think it's Max. I think it's Max. I'll call him Tim. They need to rescue Tim. (laughs) He's Matt Max. Uh, Max is his middle name. Matt is his first name. Please. Matt was my father. No, no. It's his first name is Max U. (laughs) And his middle name is Matt. Oh, to be fair, they didn't even think of him until halfway through the movie. (laughs) So they go to rescue him and they decide that, you know what? The best way to stop this these uh, tornadoes filled with sharks is throw bombs in them because you need to equalize the pressure or, or, or something. The temperature? I mean, I, a bunch of thermite would fix a lot of stuff. I mean, that's what I learned in Boy Scouts. If it's supposed to move, it will stop with thermite. And you if, use an explosion. I mean, yes, that is the scout way. So they use some bombs and throw them into the tornadoes. They're uh, hereby stopping the Sharknado for now. Oh, and a bunch of people die. Someone does. Someone grabs a chainsaw, jumps into a shark, and chainsaws his way out of the shark. Because? Oh, so a guy cuts a shark in half with a chainsaw? Oh, yeah. it's flying through the air? I mean, very anime-esque. And sharks get people, and people get sharks? It's, it's basically just... Uh, uh, it's madness is what it is. Madness? Uh, a mu- madness. No. I this want, is Sharknado. I want to call it a mukbang. Kind of like that. It's just sharks eating disgusting things. And at least one person just gets pulled up into the sky. Well, that's what the tornado does. It pulls and, the sharks and, up. And someone gets smashed by a sign. Oh, yeah. He gets killed by Hollywood. Sign. The bunch of plywood, I guess. So that's basically the plot of, plot of Sharknado. It's kind of... The Sharknado is the... Um, happening in the background and the guy's just trying to save his family but his family doesn't want to be saved yeah it's just it stuff happens i guess it's because 
the reason we didn't know about Matt, and it is Matt, I checked. All right. It's Matt, not Max you? Yes. It's because we had to learn about Matt, because otherwise his uh, daughter couldn't say that you don't you don't love me. You always cared about Matt more than me, despite coming to rescue me first. <laughs> despite the fact that we're halfway through the film before we even know that there's a Matt? <laughs> yes. Like, when we know about his wife, like, within minutes... Of the shark attack, I mean, he's like, I gotta get to, I gotta make sure my wife and a daughter are okay. And then after they're okay, now we find out that Matt exists. And is that the flight school? Yeah, it's, uh... I feel like there wasn't a Matt. Like, they're like, alright, so we've finished this half of the movie. We need to go somewhere else to, and well, we need like an airplane or helicopter or something. Where are we gonna get? A flight school. Why are we going to flight school? Another kid. But this one actually takes after the dad. Doesn't hate him. He uses the same uh, Latin motto as well. Uh, motto of the Coast Guard. Oh, I thought he was a Marine. But I'm like, that's not the Marine's low motto. Nope. It's the Coast Guard. Well, as you know, because we live in a landlocked state, I definitely know the Coast Guard's uh, motto. Obviously. We have a lake. Like multiple the, lakes. I'm pretty sure the lake's like 10 feet deep. You still got to guard it. It has a coast. That's what I'm saying. What, are the brine shrimp going to rise up? You know, when they do, you'll wish that birds were real. Yeah, unfortunately, that's not going to happen. All right, well, now that we've uh, talked about the movie uh, plots, does the movie have facts? It does. Not a whole lot of scientific facts, but a lot of facts about the movie. It was released on July 11th, 2013, and was filmed for an estimated budget of one of the millions of dollars. There was, it didn't really get a real traditional box office release because it went uh, straight to Seafy as a made-for-TV film. But because it became so popular, it did actually get a, th- a one-night theatrical release where it did really well. Well enough to, to get seven... How, how much did it earn during that one release? Do you happen to know? I don't have a full number there. Let me because I check a little bit more. Because I know there's another bad movie out called The Room that panned during its uh, initial run, but it has a huge cult following. Now every single year they have a midnight showing where it, it gets sold out and people just come and riff on riff on the The Room. See, I just think it's funny because it's got seven movies. Mm. A lot of money. So does it need a series now? Seven movies in a series? Oh. <laughs> yeah. A lot of money. We'll, we'll just stick with that. Uh, I, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure it's safe to assume it sold out theaters. It did, yes. People uh, paid to watch this. People paid to watch it. It was shot in over the course of 18 days. Uh, several of them were the... Uh, were the was the scene with the school bus because they had to close down the street while it was still in use to do it. Yeah, yeah. Which is why it took a full 18 days. Uh, Ian Ziering, who was our Finn Shepherd, uh, took the film even though he disliked the script because his wife was about to have another kid and he needed more money. Is the kid's oh. middle name Sharknado? It's kind of like um, Dennis Hopper in 
the Super Mario movie. Yeah, right? Super the Mario. Mario Brothers movie. It's like, well, we you needed shoes, son. Like, Dad, I didn't need shoes that bad. <laughs> well, Steve Gutenberg was originally offered the lead role of Finn Shepard. He turned it down, and then it became a cult classic. And he stated publicly that he regretted not being in the film. So when they made Lava Lantula, he decided to go for that one. That one wasn't quite as popular. It only got two movies. Uh, Lava Lantula and Two Lava, Two Lantula. So it's a like a fire tarantula or whatever? or Giant fire-breathing tarantulas that attack L.A., yeah. That are coming out of the volcano when it starts to erupt. Is there a volcano in L.A.? Well, there's at least there's uh, a ta- there's a fault there's I mean, a fault and there was volcanic activity okay. previously in history. There is not an active volcano there now. Oh, okay, I just remember the movie Volcano where that's the big thing. Like there's yeah. a new volcano and we LA. watched that in science class to learn out about how not science it was. <laughs> Up next, when they're doing with the whole like flooded house sequence. It was just a set that they put inside of a pool. Unfortunately, because they were filming out in L.A., this is not a heated pool, but it is now a shaded pool, which meant the water was really cold. And that's why the actors are shivering the whole time. I mean, to be fair, I got, I could see that. L.A., like, ocean water from L.A. is, like, not fun ocean water. It's freezing ocean. Well, not freezing, obviously, but it's cold. It's cold, cold water. It's cold beach water. It's like when I go to visit, when I visited my sister, she's like, oh, let's go to the beach. We can go swimming in there. It's like, that's the Pacific Ocean. That's cold water. This isn't like Ford or whatever. This is just, yeah. But then we saw some dolphins and that was pretty cool. Um. Obviously, the whole Semper Paratus is the motto of the Coast Guard. And then uh, Robbie Wrist, Robbie, our dr- our bus driver. Yeah. Uh, he co-wrote a handful of songs that are part of the soundtrack. But you know him much better from a different series of films as Michelangelo. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Like the 80s Ninja Turtle? Like the 1990s. The 90s. The 90s anime oh, live action series. Live action. He's Mikey. He's Mikey. Huh. And then he was later in Sharknado. So, like, he was in the movies, or was it the, like... Yeah, he was the, the, he was the voice actor. Whenever you hear, vo- hear the voice of Michelangelo, that's the bus driver from Sharknado. Oh, I might need to just watch his parts a little, like, and just close my eyes and... And see if maybe there was, like, a joke you made in reference to Ninja Turtles that you weren't paying attention to, because every line from this movie's kind of just... Ripped from a better movie? There. Uh, that That's really it, right there. But uh, the other one is that you get, you know, a shark finning. Yeah. And then the character is Finn Shepard. And then it does end the movie with Finn. Ah. Uh, instead instead of the end. Stop making this be all artsy-fartsy. Is it in like the F-I-N-N, like the French way? Oh, no, it's just F-I-N. Oh. 
But still, that that is the French way. Mm-hmm. Ugh. <laughs> do you and want then... you do you want your French Sharknado movie? I mean, do you where want the guy's the, uh... like smoking a cigarette in black and white while he stares at a shark NATO in the distance. Life is pointless, and w- wonders about how pointless life is in in a world filled with shark NATOs. I mean, it might make tens of dollars. The uh, the black and white special effects would be less noticeable, right? Sure, sure. I mean, why not? And then there's all of the. Uh... All of the references for uh, Steven Spielberg that they threw in. Unearned references? Sure. Well, well let's see. There's the girl talking about... Um, so let's go, go, we're go gonna, through the we're, beginning. We're, we're, we're let's need... start with shoving an air tank in the mouth of a shark. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's that. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we have the uh, Ferris wheel rolling down... Rolling down the pier, just like he did in his film 1941. And then we have the shark smashing into Grumman's Chinese Theater, uh, right behind the square with Spielberg's signature and handprints. Um, then when Nova and Matt are going up in the helicopter, we're going to need a bigger chopper. Uh, Nova's whole copy of the Quint story about how many people were in the water and the sharks took the rest. Um, and the band is just named Quint. Wow, this did remind me of a lot of better movies. So, yeah, you know, there's a lot of things in there. Ah, Sharknado. All right, well, there's your facts. Let's hit plot holes. For plot holes, we're getting them from uh, IMDb? I think so. If we go just... IMDb, Reddit. Um, was the Nigerian? <laughs> I didn't want to even want to attempt to read that one. Okay, because it's no the full no formatting thing is, and I think it also deals with the series of Sharknados and not just the first movie. Mm-hmm. So I say let's just do IMDb and Reddit and whatever. All right, and then guys. we can talk about this and be done with this movie forever. There luckily has never been any sequels, and we, we covered that. There's seven movies. I have selective hearing, and there's uh, three documentaries. Well, that's just talking about the movies. So. Video game. We can't play the video game anymore. Comic book. I don't read comics, and plus it's Archie anyways. I'm, man, Actual Archie's... book. Wait, what? Coloring book. A novelization of the movie? No, no, no. There was the uh, How to Survive a Sharknado uh, when Mother Nature fought, well, like when Mother Nature fights back. Is this by the XKYZ guy? No. Oh. No, no. I bet he could do a good one, though. Well, anyways, uh, guys, how about this plot hole? During the rain scene, it goes back and forth between raining quite heavily to barely raining at all. Yeah, it's a hurricane. They go through the eye of the hurricane. I was thrown by the rain scene because there's a lot of raining in this movie, and also lots of moments of not raining. Especially given that it was shot in the middle of like a long dry spell, and so any rain that you see on screen was done, you like using pumped water mm-hmm. and rain towers. I mean, I don't doubt it. Oh, on the flooded street with the bus then? 
Uh, yeah, so uh, rain comes and goes. That's not unusual, to be honest. Like, whoever put this... Have they never been in, like, a rainstorm that, like, hits hard? And then, like, late, like five minutes later is, like, nothing? Let's up just a bit, but then it might come back again. Just, yeah. Um, yeah, just weather is unpredictable. And we don't actually know how a Pacific hurricane would be. Because they don't exist. Well, they do in Sharknado. Because and of, clearly they come. They have the storm coming in waves sur- in surges. And with multiple uh, tornadoes yeah. filled with sharks. So there you go. Like, they can't spend that much time raining because it needs the energy to pick up the sharks. And enough water in the water spout tornadoes to keep the sharks sharking. Well, I mean, that could just because of could be just because it's super humid kind of muggy really it's very muggy like 100 percent humidity oh yeah that, that's enough for a shark to live for a while out of out of the water right i'd assume you have 100 percent uh humidity is 100 percent water in the air right well, i don't think that's exactly how it works but i mean we live in a dry state so who knows we're not experts on humidity we, we can feel that tiny little bit of humidity and be like man this is muggy and terrible it's the worst. Give me a dry heat any day. Or a dry cold. I mean, yeah. Both are better. Yeah, so yeah, storms, rain, it doesn't have to be consistent. How is this a plot hole? Who put this here? I mean, it is in the wrong sec. If anything, it should be in the continuity section. So maybe we should go to the continuity section. Is everything mislabeled in Sharknado? It would be thematic. I mean, Sharknado is labeled as a good movie. No, John, it's not labeled as a good movie. It's labeled as a popular movie. It's listed as a guilty pleasure. It's when I mentioned the room, it's not like I would never want to go to the one of those midnight releases, but it's kind of there's some mesochists out there. It's not fun unless you cry a little. All right. Well, so what what, what are our non plot hole plot holes? Well, uh, so in the helicopter takeoff scene, a close-up of the vertical speed indicator clearly shows the aircraft is descending at almost 900 feet a minute. It obviously took a shark at some point to its uh, sensors, and everything's just screwed up now. How does an actual airplane or helicopter determine how high it is? Is it based off pressure? I don't know. That's an excellent question. Pressure. Then the weird pre- weird weather for the for that could do it. Yeah, because I like as- you're trying to figure out how an altimeter actually works, and the pressure would make sense where they have a bulb or a- is it a sp- would it be a spring as well or <laughs> don't I'm- bring in springs. <laughs> Coily might hear you. <laughs> <laughs> so as a bit of a backside, um, we watched the Rift Tracks version of Sharknado because, well, that's the, the copy that I had. So they had a, a skit on uh, the uh, the world of springs, I guess. Or, or how important springs are. And, um, well, yeah, there's a new, uh, new dark god in the world. I guess, well, there has been since the 40s. Don't invoke Coily. He'll be like, no springs, then he'll cackle. No springs! Then he t- cackles at you, all because you don't appreciate 
hefting to handle springs. So if anything, he's a, one of those trickster gods. Yeah, yeah. Do we know how altometers work? Uh, yes, I do now. I do now know how a vertical speed indicator works. <laughs> okay. Uh, so it is a, a diaphragm with the fancy flexible metal container that's directly connected to a static air source with a set of gears and rods that'll move the um, needle up and down for it. And then it has a calibrated leak. So a little tiny hole that connects the casing to the static source, but it's specifically small enough to restrict airflow so it can't move in and out as fast as the actual flexible diaphragm does. That does sound like a pressure issue. And so it works using differential pressure. Okay. Okay. So basically during the storm, you're with crazy winds. Crazy winds and weird uh, pressure. And sharks flying through the air. Uh, your vertical speed indicator is probably going to be all sorts of wonky, and so you're going to be have to be flying completely manual. I'm also wondering if the newer, um, newer helicopters and planes might have a like a laser or whatever that bounces off the ground that says "Hey" or a range finder, like maybe some sort of radar. I could see that now because just but they wouldn't have that at the flight school next to the old folks' home. Well, maybe they do. And so, yeah, I'm going with the uh, the vertical, uh, was it vertical speed indicator? Vertical speed indicator. Mm-hmm. Uh, vertical speed indicator is just completely worthless in the storm. Well, yeah, it's it's there's three tornadoes. Like that's definitely going to be messing like, with your pressure. Normally, they're very good because they like it does everything completely without power, and so it should normally work. But when you're dealing with something where the uh, differential pressure is so completely out of whack, then it's not going to be a reliable source of information. And we can tell it is because it shows it's descending at 900 feet a second. When in fact, he's going up. I mean, that makes sense. Obviously, something's wrong with the indicator. In a world with Sharknados. (laughs) It's not not like the uh, least of our problems here. It is not. So we'll move on to the next to one where there there is no air inside of sharks and chainsaws don't run if you try to operate one inside of a inside of a no air environment. Now, now specifically, a gas chainsaw won't work. I'm, yes, I'm assuming gas, electric could still do it. Electric would would still work, but a gas ca- chainsaw, which is what we hear it doing. I mean, so some BMW cars. Um, They've made the engines so efficient that you can't actually hear the engines as well. So they have to pump engine noises through the speakers. This movie did not have the budget for a BMW chainsaw. Well, I'm, not, I'm just saying maybe they have an electric chainsaw. They, they want to make the, the loser who has to buy an electric chainsaw feel better. So they make it have actual gas power to chainsaw noises. Look, the thing about this shark is its throat muscles have been terribly damaged by the fact that it has swallowed two people whole. One with a chainsaw. And so I'm, I'm guessing that there's actually a, a good amount of air like going into the shark's stomach. Yep. Like normally it would be able to block it with the tight muscles. But I mean, this guy's he just went right through into its mouth. It didn't even have to chew. It just swallowed him whole. Now, was this whoever made this uh, plot hole or this factual error or whatever, were they assuming the sharks were underwater? Because, yeah, there wouldn't be any air if they were underwater. I think it's just in general that there's not going to be any oxygen in a stomach. 
But, okay, so how strong are a shark's throat sphincters? I think, regardless of how strong they are, usually this one has swallowed two people whole and taken a chainsaw in Well, the chainsaw's going to cut through. through it, so there's going to be a little, uh, the hole. Yeah, like, uh, also, the, I imagine uh, he took a deep breath before he got swallowed, and so he could excel, exhale mm. the breath right on the... Uh, and the carbon dioxide isn't going to... Uh... But the, Start his chainsaw. But just through sheer inertia, the motor is going to still keep running for a bit. As soon as he tries to start cutting, it's going to stop working. Yeah, but yeah. that's the thing is when you watch the scene, it's not like he's in the shark for a bit before you before we start having chainsaw sounds and then the shark and then coming out through the side of the shark. I'm, I'm saying that there's plenty of air in there. I think there's there's. Like, I think the throat was damaged. I'm going to agree with John. The throat was damaged, and that caused the shark was the shark's dying anyways. All right, let's look at a shark anatomy. Like, is it just like a straight? <laughs> well, uh, see, a straight the, tube. It's the not a straight tube. I would go it, with has, this. it has throat muscles. They they can close their mouth. The thing that I would they go swallow with is that the chainsaw was running when he dove in, mm-hmm. and so he was able to cut through. Yeah, the uh, the uh, uh, all of the throat stuff. In order to get down there, I'll, I'd take that. Yeah, I'm saying that there's the normal situations. Like if he jumped in, like and was like half eaten when he got inside because it managed to take bites instead of swallowing him whole. But I, I believe that shark was filled with oxygen, mm-hmm. or at least like air, because it had to open the muscles, obviously, just to take the actual bite. So there's some air that gets in there. And then the muscles are damaged, like you said, so there's going to be still air coming in. I mean, it's not going to be fun turning on the chainsaw in there. It's going to be pretty noxious, especially since it's a a two-stroke chainsaw, I think. And that's just burns oil. So he has to get out pretty fast. Like, remember running down the hallways in the the horror houses? Like, for all our Utah friends... um, (laughs) Asylum 49, they usually have the guy with the chainsaw at the end where they chase you and it just smells terrible. That's what I'm thinking of. Like inside of a shark's stomach, I bet it smells horrible. Oh, yeah, it's just filled with exhaust. Mm -hmm. But you're still getting a good flow. I'm thinking, yeah, the shark has damaged esophagus and to where there's some air passage. Like it'll smell bad, but it's not like they're going to suffocate either. Mm -hmm. Especially if you get going fast enough. Now, what the real issue I had was this was an obvious... um, uh, illusion or not Al- obvious reference to ash versus the evil dead where he jumps and grabs the chainsaw as it's in air and it just here's another example of me thinking of a better movie and it's really sad to say that evil dead 2 is the better movie <laughs> actually i love evil dead 2 so whatever evil dead 2 is the better movie it is it's not hard but when any of the evil deads are like uh no i'm not gonna i won't disparage the name of evil dead all right, all right. How about this? When the crew arrives at April's house, the water gushes in from the window, beginning the indoor shark fight scene. Immediately after this, when the characters leave the house to look for Matt, the water level outside is almost non-existent. Because it drained out. But the house is still full. Like, the house is on, on a hill. Yeah, so... and And it got, like, flooded, and then... The water retracted, like, instantly? 
Well, I'm, I wonder if maybe there's just, just it went down the hill. Yeah. It oh, okay. drained out. It, but how did it get in the house in the first place then? It came in through the window. Yeah. Dumped, yeah. You just said that, John. Okay. <laughs> it came in through the window and it stayed full and they closed the door behind them when they got there. And so it kept all the water in the house. Okay. And then as soon as they open the door to get out, the water drains out. Yeah. Drains drains down the hill. Well, and see, here's the thing. Uh, Because the, because of the nature of Pacific ocean hurricanes, where the storm comes in waves, where it'll be dumping, dumping water at one moment and then all hardly raining at all the next. It means that like all of the water is able to collect inside the house but when it stops raining, all of the stuff outside will have gone away, but the water will still remain inside the house. Oh, okay. So it's between our, well, as we know that the Pacific hurricanes have waves. Yes. Of rain. Yes. Water behaves in waves. Yes. And, and, and then waves coming in. And so mm-hmm. the, when the wave comes in, it fills up the house. The wave goes Drains out. Away, but the house is still full the of water. The house is still full of water. Mm-hmm. I mean, surprisingly good construction in Beverly Hills. Second to none. Okay, so how about this one, guys? According to physics, if you shot a shark caught in a tornado, it would still fly around in the tornado versus falling straight down to the ground. Because yeah, it's just a, co- a dead shark. But according to physics, uh, you wouldn't get a hurricane hitting Los Angeles either. So what do they know? So something's obviously wrong. Either physics or Sharknado. Oh. And we have to side with Sharknado. I mean, let's let's take it back to basics. Uh, what's one Isaac Newton's law, you know, any object will remain in motion unless acted upon by an equal or opposite reaction. So if it's a strong enough bullet. Yeah. If yeah. it's strong enough or big enough bullet, whatever. If and, it's able to impart enough kinetic motion to directly counteract all of the motion of the, hur- of the hurricane slash tornado, the shark will drop. Now, the big problem would be the continued rotation of the hurricane. But we can tell that these hurricanes, like the little tornadoes, aren't really that powerful because hucking a regular old pipe bomb into it is enough to completely disrupt its weather pattern. So uh, if the force of just one pipe bomb is enough to stop this tornado, the force of one shotgun shell is enough to stop the shark. So now let's get some real facts in here. Like um, The real facts are, is these aren't normal sharks. Well, what I'm These have to be psychic are- sharks. And these using aren't normal the, tornadoes. Yeah, creating psychic tornadoes to carry them in the mm-hmm. sky. Like like Storm from X-Men. Oh. These are mutant sharks. And so when you kill the shark, it's no longer able to control the weather, mm-hmm. and so it just drops. Mm-hmm. And and no one shark is strong enough to create <laughs> so the it, hurricane by itself. Hurricane by itself. So is it like a group psychosis or whatever? Yeah, it's a group psychosis. The sharks are angry. Because of all the shark fin finning that's been happening, I that mean, and global warming, and global warming, they're, they're just now question. They're coming to they're coming to California to protest global warming. Do the red sharks go faster? Yes, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, the swarm of sharks shows up with why do you think they like blood? I mean, good point. And they develop these tornadoes so they can get people on land because they're like, we're going to get the humans. And they start running up on the beach and then they realize, wait, we can't get out of the water or we'll die. And one guy says, we'll make a tornado. We'll bring the water with us. We'll take the water to the humans. To the humies. Get them. And they start start, like circling 
like sharks circle mm-hmm. and they circle faster and faster and faster. And that's what created the water spouts. And it just so happened to co- coincide with the hurricane in the Pacific Ocean. So a lot of stuff had to come together. Yeah, the, but the, it did. They needed the, the extra energy from the tornado or from the hurricanes to make the tornadoes to get mm-hmm. that last little bit of lift. And then once they were up, they were riding around. And it was good. And if you shoot them, though, they can't they can't keep swimming in the tornado with their psychic shark powers. <laughs> and so they just fall out of the sky. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. It, it, look, we never really get a reason why there's a sharknado. <laughs> it just kind of forms right at the beginning. And then what's our first thing we see? The, the, the shark finning. The shark finning. Uh, uh, operation. Yeah. Operation. They're just going to... They killed all the sharks, and they're just going to toss them in the ocean, and the sharks are out for revenge. This mm. is this is not an act of nature. This is an act of shark. This is an act of revenge. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. And this is yeah. why, why the tornadoes are vulnerable to explosions, because they're not normal sharks. And because if you use the explosion, it kills enough sharks, and since that many sharks are gone, it, they can no longer sustain the tornado. And that's why they all fall out of the sky. Mm-hmm. And the few that would have stayed in go and join the go and join the other tornado, which is why the last one is too big for a single pipe bomb, and so they have to blow up the truck. Yeah, it all makes sense. It, I mean, yeah, let's we could diagram this for you, but I mean, this is a not a visual podcast, so. But rest assured, it definitely makes sense, and the science checks out. Psychics, sharks. Let's talk about those bombs, though. All right. Because obviously, like if you blow up enough psychic sharks, it'll stop the it'll stop the cyclone. Yes. But the big gas cylinder used for a bomb is a refrigerant cylinder, not propane. It's not. So are you saying it's not clean burning efficient fuel? It is not. It's clean not burning. natural gas. I'm just saying that like refrigerators aren't known to blow up. Actually, they often do. Oh. Yeah. The internet would lie to me? The internet will tell you anything that you like. Just to get you to stay on the internet. What? More specifically, uh, like, well, like this says refrigerant, and it doesn't tell us exactly what type of refrigerant they mean. But there's no guarantee that uh, it was not a non-flammable refrigerant. Because there are plenty of non-flammable refrigerants. Like, uh, just get this headline that I was looking up, and it was... Uh, Oh, let's see. Trek AC explodes due to uncertified hydrocarbon refrigerant. Uh, historically, all refrigerants were super explosive, at least until the 1920s when they specifically hired a guy to make a better refrigerant. And he ended up making uh, refrigerants that damaged the atmosphere. Well, this is 2013. Uh, in 2021, African explosion sent refrigerant warning to the world. I see. Like, well, we don't know enough about from this plot hole. Like, I didn't pay attention to what exactly it said on the tank. I assumed it was propane, too. I mean, you can't, you actually can use propane as a phase change refrigerant. Yeah, it is. It's true. It's because propane or natural gas is a liquid form at very low temperatures. Like, it's, I think, negative 40. I think it mostly just has to do with pressure, too. Like, as soon yeah. as you. As soon as you send it into the higher or the lower pressure of the compressor, whatever, it causes that it to absorb heat or what. However, listen. Um, however, refrigerators work. 
Yeah, or so, compressor, air conditioners, whatever. So without knowing exactly which chemical it is, it's hard to say that if it would or would not explode. Because that's the whole deal, is what exactly the uh, chemical is. Not just whether or not it's refrigerant. So what you're saying, John, is that some refrigerants do explode? Yeah, some refrigerants do explode. And that this would be an exploding refrigerant cylinder? Yes. You would paint this red if it were a video game? Oh, yes. And wasn't it kind of this the red tank anyways? Uh, it was a white tank, but it had a lot of red letters on it. Yeah. So, yeah, it exploded. And we know it exploded because we watched it explode and drop the very large uh, Sharknado, stopping many psychic sharks. I mean, I'm sold. There we go. I mean, that might also explain why early on everyone grabs weapons when they're leaving the bar. Like, if you, like, would you be grabbing weapons to get out of the bar during a hurricane? I mean, I'd probably grab my wallet and my phone, but... You're not grabbing a shotgun and a bar stool and a... I mean, this is LA, baseball so... Bat. Oh. <laughs> you never know. Like, they are expecting to fight sharks from the very beginning of this movie. I guess this isn't L.A., but it's close enough. And I bet it's because this, the sharks were psychically projecting their menace. <laughs> or also, like, earlier they were shielding their menace so they could get closer to the beach before anyone realized there was, like, a huge swarm of sharks. That if somebody had a shotgun available in the bar, I'd be tempted to claim it. No matter what was going on. Are shotguns even le- are are they even legal in California? It has to be somewhat legal. There just has to be a ton of uh paperwork. Paperwork and waiting periods and licensing fees and Or you could just get one off the street. So whatever. Yeah, yeah, and and you have it at your bar. It's just a prop. It's just a prop and it's also in case that they you know how sharks get sometimes like they don't want to leave the bar at mm-hmm. closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Yeah, you gotta you gotta sometimes get a shotgun to wave the sharks away. Mm-hmm. It's not like anyone's reporting the the surfer guys for mm-hmm. having the shotgun. Mm-hmm. They're surfer guys. Everyone knows they're chill, except for the Tasmanian guy. He's pretty. Yeah, but he's also Australian. So I, I thought have, he was Tasmanian. I have the answer for you. Yeah, same gift. Uh, most shotguns are legal in California. Oh. Um, in order to be banned, it needs to have a revolving cylinder, uh, or have detachable magazine, but any kind of, uh, pump or semi-auto. And this was a uh, pump or it was a, was, oh, it was a semi-auto cause she I fired off, semi-auto. she fired off like six shots in a row real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it's the, and usually that one has like. Has to you have just slide a, them in manually, yeah. and but usually they have a plug, but you can uh, remove the plug to get more in at a time. Yeah, yeah. so it's uh, barrel length greater than 18, 18 inches, uh, can't have detachable magazine, can't have both a folding extending stock and a pistol grip, or a, and it cannot have a revolving cylinder. I'm just trying to think like. And this wouldn't have any of those. So, so this is a perfectly legal shotgun to have at your California. bar to shoot sharks. I'm just thinking, like, okay, what would a shotgun with a revolving cylinder look like? Like, is that some type of old-timey shotgun? That's the kind of shotgun you take to war. That's the one you get the golden skin in Call of Duty. You're not going to see it because I think that's pretty much illegal everywhere. Like like the the revolving or the uh, detachable mag. 
Well, the detachable mag that I've seen, I've I've seen those. They're just uh, the MTS two fifty five, a Russian revolver shotgun. It's Russian. Oh, okay, I see it. Yeah. Oh, that does not look fun to shoot. Oh, yeah. So yeah, you can have a shotgun at your bar to deal with unruly sharks. I mean, that's a perfectly normal thing to keep on hand is your shark gun. You got to have a shark gun. There's so many sharks, and they just sometimes just swarm the beach and bite like 20 people all at once. And the people just stand around like it's just. Yeah, it's just just something that happens. And like afterwards, no one even cares that like that one random girl got like eaten. (laughs) And the one guy got his leg, but he's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, not going to close these beaches. Yeah. What do you think this is? You just you just don't East go coast. You just don't go swimming for a couple days. Sharks will calm down by then. It's just a risk you gotta live with. And the poor, poor thing must have been half starved climbing up the beach this far. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's a far side comic, but <laughs> yeah. Well, there we go. That's all right, that's, that's all the potholes. Those Sharknado potholes. Now we talk about the film. So, so we asked Eric before um, how he ranks uh, Sharknado versus Santa Jaws. Yes, I think so. I think I would rather watch Santa Jaws versus Sharknado. And he didn't like uh, Santa Jaws. He did not. And so, I, like, I enjoyed Santa Jaws. I do agree. Santa Jaws is better than Sharknado. Mm-hmm. I mean, at, at the very least, because uh, Santa Jaws, the characters have, like, motivations and like, like Santa Jaws is actually well, affected Santa Jaws, by them. You go, you you have more attachment to the characters, and there aren't people who just literally show up specifically to die in the next scene. Yeah. How about you, Richard? How would you rank Sharknado versus Santa Jaws? I'd watch Santa Jaws again first. So, man, I kind of want to go watch Santa Jaws now. Eh, do you though? We have you know, so many not other enough sh- to want, not enough to actually watch it. But you know, kind of have a, you know, kind of. It can't, it can't be as bad as I remember it because I just watched Sharknado. Yeah, and yeah. that was really bad. And I remember <laughs> there were bad parts about Santa Jaws, but that could also just be due to the fact that it's a very low budget movie. Yeah, and I like I remember Grandpa and his his uh, eggnog. <laughs> And the fact he gets the magic pen. So, have you guys seen Sharknado before? I had not seen Sharknado before. Nope. This was my first time watching it as well. Yeah, we almost watched Sharknado instead of the core. But I thought instead, you know, it'd be cool to do Shark Week Summer, so we held off on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh, it is almost what I expected. It's also in a lot of ways worse than I was expecting, because it is very bad at the uh like stock footage and continuity errors and the whole fact is yeah like characters are introduced to die so is sharknado then a nihilistic approach to life that your life is worthless and you're born to die no unless you're a main character that's true then then you can fall out of a helicopter getting eaten by a shark somehow being avoided being cut in half by a uh chainsaw so you can climb out of a body of the shark later mm-hmm. like because because nova or wait no jenny lynn real name 
is Nova. Nova um, survives getting eaten by a shark, even though that was a hilarious scene when she falls out of the helicopter and then gets eaten by a shark in midair. That did make me laugh. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sharknado isn't as boring as like Jurassic World is or no. Jurassic Galaxy. Like mm-hmm. I would watch Sharknado before Jurassic Galaxy. I would agree. Sharknado didn't like in Jurassic Galaxy. For those who don't remember, they had actual scenes like where they just had a whole they dumped a whole bunch of exposition on how the characters were actually feeling and why they needed to get to the next scene, and then they just walked. Mm-hmm. And whereas Sharknado, I guess you kind of figured out the characters' motivations. Yeah, he wants to go save his wife and daughter, and then his son. When he gets there, we find out that there's another son. Mm-hmm. And these random bus full of school children. And they have to stop and save the, the bus full of school children. You know, which is just this extended scene with like almost no tension. Oh no, there was plenty of tension on the rope. <laughs> yeah, but like, are you really worried about sharks like trying to get anyone up up until... Up until it was the bus driver, I thought the kids were would be safe. Mm-hmm. And I feel like at least Sharknado would have had the guts to kill a kid. Maybe they're willing to kill kids in... Uh... Sharknado 2. Which Sharknado is the one that's part of this avalanche? Is that Sharknado 4? It might, or maybe it's Sharknado 3. No, no, because 4, 4 is where they go to space. You're kidding, right? Because that, that one's, that one's Sharknado a whole no, right? Let's see. The fourth awakens. Oh, Sharknado 4. Yeah, it's uh, in space. Shark, Sharknado in space. (sighs) <sighs> the disappointment grows within you, Eric. I mean, there wasn't much uh, hope for the series at first, but... <laughs> you know, you gotta respect the audacity. Mm-hmm. Do I? I? I respect the audacity. You can fault them for execution. But if I was in charge of Sharknado, they would go to space at some point, And you would never, ever talk about how this even happened it would just happen mm-hmm. there's a sharknado in space maybe it's the fifth Be- one because then. when you re- get to this point they know what they're in for there is no confusion about what you're doing they want to see sharks flying through the air and people reacting in bizarre ways by like grabbing chainsaws and hedge trimmers mm-hmm. Now, do you think that a hedge trimmer would be better or worse against sharks than the chainsaw? Oh, definitely worse. Hedge trimmers work great on hedges and plants, but it's not cutting through the thick membrane of a shark's or the thick shark skin. Yeah, but I mean, the isn't the chainsaw, the chain going to get like clogged with shark bits? That's why you go faster, John. Because like the hedge trimmer is really good at not getting jammed because it's supposed to be cutting through like wood. No, it cuts around wood. It doesn't cut through. Maybe I'm thinking of I'm thinking of a weed whacker. Yeah, weed whacker wouldn't be good. Hedge. Oh, uh, hedge trimmers. The um. Yeah, they, they have the bigger, bigger teeth. The, yeah, the bigger teeth, but uh, they're also not as like uh, powered. But I mean, we're going through meat, not. Yeah, but I know tree what, branches. I would probably say a ch- chainsaw would still work better, even though. What about? Uh, the uh, dragon slaying sword. You want to just have your huge chunk of a uh, great sword? So is this an anime now? Hey, anyway, you, I uh, guess yeah. The you're shark- in California. There's going to be a nerd with a a mall, uh, 
a katana for, folded 1,000 times. Yeah, Nippon yeah. Nippon steel. Yeah, he cut right through those sharks. Much more efficient than American chainsaws. Yeah, yeah. Which, which Sharknado has the, the sushi chef who uh, cuts down the sharks? You know, maybe we'll have to save that for next year, John. Or not, whatever. None of the none of the Sharknados have the the sushi chef. <clears throat> none that show up in a quick plot synopsis. I mean, that does feel like a character that you would introduce and then kill. I mean, the sushi chef I remember is from the uh, Monster Roll short film. Yeah, yeah, about the <laughs> fighting the giant monsters. Yes. I mean. Now Godzilla versus a Sharknado goes to Godzilla, right? There's no well, yeah, yeah. He's able to use his radiation breath, destroy enough of the psychic sharks, and then the Sharknado's over. I mean, Godzilla's a force of nature all of himself, so yeah. All right, I just want to make sure we're all agreeing there that no one's no one's thinking that a Sharknado has a chance okay. against Godzilla. Is Godzilla being taken down by a pipe bomb? No, no. So then, what if we exploded a whole SUV? Oh, so no. That might take out the ninety-eight Godzilla, though. So I'd assume that a Sharknado could isn't defeat that, a ninety-eight. Isn't that just Zilla. called Zilla? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but like, we were able to see that in Godzilla: Final Wars, Godzilla is able to just tail slap Zilla, and Zilla's gone. That's true. But, you know, we're trying to find out which level a Sharknado is within the Kaiju uh, standing. And so we know a, a Zilla, it's above a Zilla. Now, the really funny thing that I would like to point out is we talked about how we had not seen Sharknado before. And I assume that none of you have watched any of the sequels. No. No. So. Uh-oh. What dark secret have you discovered? In Sharknado 5, Global Swarming, the plot is that uh, Finn and his allies accidentally unleash a new wave of Sharknados by deactivating an ancient device that was keeping the Sharknados in check. (laughs) Which gives suspicious amounts of credence to psychic shark powers. See now, now we're dealing with like, like old gods. Like the Sharknado, is is the ancient, ancient plagues upon humanity. That what was it? Was it Aztecs? Did Aztecs build the device? Do we get a detail? It doesn't say. Oh, is, when did it, if it look? I it couldn't come into, out in two thousand twelve. Well, that was when the world was going to end, according to Mayan calendar. Yeah, but Sharknado, right? Sharknado came out in twenty thirteen. Yeah, so that's the problem. That won't work. Let's see. Uh, what year did uh, Macho Man Randy Savage sit, stop the apocalypse from happening? Uh, they're down in Brazil, <laughs> is where this goes on. Okay, so that's not Aztec yeah. or uh, Mayan. I think that. But be they uh, but they get pulled through a vortex uh, over to Tokyo. <laughs> Every because ancient an, every ancient civilization had a secret temple dedicated to stopping the Sharknados. And if one falls, the others slowly deteriorate or whatever. Yeah, yeah, to keep the Sharknados in check. Otherwise, it's global Sharknadoing. I mean, yeah, that's what the movie's called. I mean, yeah. Global swarming. The one, oh my the, the ever, the ever Sharknado. <laughs> it gets dumber. 
How the does more it get I dumb? read, it gets dumber. How does it get dumber, Richard? Can you just pull something out of out of context or in context? I mean, Nova brings her at, brings April to her allies, Orion and Electra, for repairs, and then reveals to Finn that she leads the Sharknado Sisterhood, a global organization dedicated to destroying the Sharknados. <laughs> does it really have to be a sisterhood? Like, isn't that kind of just no, no? Because it's just because it's Nova and Electra and. Yeah, these these are all women who have been harmed by sharks. How long has this sisterhood been around? Like uh, probably five years at most, because this is all after the first Sharknado. But at the same time, she grabbed the shotgun immediately. Like she knew a Sharknado was coming. Like and like maybe the secret is not that her family got killed by sharks, but that the marks they are have from been her in a secret war against sharks for ages. It wasn't just as a simple uh, so, um, fishing trip. That, so maybe like instead of a shark tornado, it's like a shark dirt devil or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And maybe it pulls up some guppies or something. I don't know. And they and have that, that's how she survived. Finn and April emerge in Tokyo, where the nuclear mass of sharks, now dubbed Sharkzilla, is rampaging. They discover that Gil is trapped inside Sharkzilla's mass. Who's Gil? It must new be character. A new Don't character worry about who, who can survive multiple movies. However, the Sharknado they summon instead teleports them to the pyramids of Giza in Egypt. So is this what, Transformers now? I kind of want them to have a, uh, like, you know, the uh, mummy scene with the sand storm? With mm-hmm. the with face, sharks. With the shark, a shark face made out of sharks. <laughs> Like I said, the I more demand I read, a level of ridiculous audacity from this movies. I, I expect them to fulfill it if they're mm-hmm. they're just going from teleporting and and they're and I have and yes, it is the same cast, or at least those two, as Finn and April throughout the entire series, all of them. I mean, they must be getting good percentages or something like. Or at least they, they enjoy for half a being month of work. a Sharknado star. Yeah, that's the thing is for an eighteen for an eighteen day shoot, the uh, bankroll that they get out of it now is sufficient. They get those residuals, mm-hmm. and yeah, just the I'm pretty sure their agent probably said, "Okay, you'll get this percentage up front and whatever." Parts I don't know. I'm not a agent, but if they were smart. But as soon as the second one came around, okay, now we can negotiate a little bit better. But still, man, it also tells us a lot that uh, that's going to be a consistent thing is that if you're a main character, you'll you'll survive. Mm-hmm. Or you get brought back through dark shark magic. I was, I was going to say, look, since he's a, she's a sister from the sisterhood of a Sharknado fighting uh, sisters. Mm-hmm. She probably learned uh, secret breathing techniques that allow you to be swallowed by a shark and survive for a period of time. When Sharkzilla exploded, it caused a reaction that sent him back in time, and Gil spent the time since then developing a way to use the Sharknado as a time machine. (laughs) You can't see Eric's face, but know that he is both disappointed, amused, and horrified. This is Sharknado 5? Or does it turn into Sharknado 6? This is Sharknado 5. We are still in Sharknado 5. All of this has been Sharknado 5. (laughs) Uh, 
Uh, I feel like Sharknado's like riding in the Resident Evil movie style. You know what? Throw it against the wall. Let's see what sticks. I'll be honest. Time travel. Teleportation, I'll be honest, guys. Oh, no. The more I read about the rest of them, the more I'm like, probably Shark, like Sharknado, is the worst of the Sharknado films because they just keep going and embrace it how bad it is. Does this mean that once we get, once we eventually start our time traveling episodes, uh, this Sharknado first, Five is on the, uh, on the list? Sharknado now. Five and Sharknado Six will have to be part of the time travel series once we get around to it. Yes, that is what this means. Well, then. <laughs> okay, so would you guys, getting back into Sharknado and not talking about what sounds like better, worse movies? <laughs> it's hard to say if they're going to be Sharknado. better or worse, because it's like part of the badness with Sharknado is the execution, mm-hmm. not just the idea. It's the the scene-to-scene problems mm-hmm. and like stock footage and just clumpy editing bad cgi like like bad for 90s bad i mean this is a for a tv studio it was purchased shark week cg like even the dead shark cg was really bad dead shark cg Mm -hmm. so would you guys recommend other people go out and watch this movie um become one of us watch it watch it Watch it with your friends. It's kind of like herpes. Once you catch it, you got to share. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's being part of the shared trauma is what gives Sharknado its uh, appeal. You don't want to be alone in this. You want other people to have experienced it like you have experienced it because then you have a bonding level. Like you may disagree about fundamental things about things in the world, but you can both go. Sharknado. We we survived that. That was a thing that we both had to experience. Yeah, but don't watch Sharknado expecting a a good bad movie. I will say that you will not be bored during the film. We, so would you recommend we watched it all on the Rift Tracks, I'm assuming. Yes. Because that's what I had. Would you recommend watching the Rift Tracks version or should they go in pure and just watch? sharknado no commentary or jokes or i mean the jokes might actually take a bit of the punch out of the movie on its own because at some point like there's moments in the movie where you're looking at him and saying oh they know exactly what's going on here oh yeah they they watch the movie a couple times to write the jokes it's not but i mean like in the movie itself like the 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 people making the movie Mm -hmm. know what's going on Mm mm-hmm like like at the uh when they're raiding the uh, store and the uh the guy running the till is just like going on and on and on about all the different uh government conspiracies and Finn is just like Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Like I agreed with that one. I agree with you're getting weirder. Getting really weird. Getting really weird, but it's also, you're in a story about a Sharknado. And then I think you're crazy, but yes, sharks. I expected this guy, that guy to get eaten by a shark because he had two lines isn't in a main character, (laughs) which is like a pretty good indicator that someone's going to die. Or they're at least in the scene with the main character. Yeah. Yeah. 
Did he actually have a name though? Because the two guys in the um, in the air the flight school did they have actual names? One was named Robert, but the other one didn't have a name. I don't recall him having a name or the uh, like flight instructor or whatever the lady who runs out and gets pulled off into the sky mm-hmm. through the holes in the roof. So, yeah, if you're going to watch Sharknado, probably go in understanding that this is a bad movie. Watch with friends. They, it's bad. They knew, know it's bad. They but made also, a movie for a million dollars. They just, whenever they had an idea, they said, we're putting it in. Uh, the, the only, like, we have a couple of non, like, we have some named people, but no, um, our captain like it is convenience store clerk okay um there's probably names for our people but i suspect it's going to be like kelso and colin or well, well, colin is the uh the the new boyfriend for um april and he gets eaten like way early yeah and but, like, the only ones we've got for sure, like, we've got a Kelso in here. Okay. Uh, Robbie is the bus driver. Okay. Who is Robbie the bus driver. And then, like, everybody else, it's uh, Finn, George, Baz, Bobby, Carl, Palmer... Uh, captain Carlos Santiago. Yeah, he, he's the, he's the captain. Uh-huh. He gets uh, like chewed up to pieces by the Sharknado. We've got Matt. And then we have Weinstein and Colin. Yeah. And then the only other, like, you get a couple of other named characters and Petunia are a uh, stuffed thing. Are stuffed what? Here. So like a teddy bear? Petunia. You may have noticed Petunia on the shelves in the convenience store. Is that a possum? Yes. It's a possum. It is a named character, and it is in every Sharknado film. Oh, no. That's fun, I guess. Is it back in time in in the fifth one? How, How do they get Petunia to space? In Look, the fourth one. I don't know. We'll have, I, I don't know. We'll have to watch it. Petunia's in there. Petunia's in the Sharknado films and also in George Biddle's CPA. They made a TV show about an accountant. But not like the Ben Affleck accountant where he's like the accountant, but it's actually just a... A certified uh, public accountant. Yeah. Uh-huh. That sounds pretty boring. I'm not going to lie. Uh, he's a... It's about George Biddle who is a swashbuckling accountant challenged by Ronald Black, his high school math nemesis, who is now a rogue IRS agent. <laughs> They're going to crunch the numbers. I mean, I guess IRS agents are jerks. When you take this and add it to this, we discover crime. Just saying, guys, it's a movie that exists. And starts playing the Rocky theme as he's playing with his Should abacus. It should it, Richard? Who am I to judge whether it should? Well, I can. It shouldn't. 
I don't know. I see it as showing that maybe there's more exciting things happening with the accounting. No, <laughs> there's not. <laughs> Just because you're a boring accountant doesn't mean that other people are boring accountants. Look, I know a bunch of like I've read a lot of books that have a lot of accountants that a lot all of them have guns. Where's your gun, Eric? Upstairs. Yeah. But do you keep it handy so that you can either murder your boss who's actually a werewolf or go and go and assault an air assault an airship controlled by the most powerful nation in the world or Well, see, I'm not an IRS agent, so I don't get to carry a I don't carry a gun that way. Fun fact. Um, Neither of these characters were IRS agents either. Well, also, if you... So, this is actual real-world stuff, but if you, apparently if you want to get into the FBI, like, really easily, you either need to be a lawyer or an accountant, because that's those are fairly competitive fields, and if you can be competitive there, the FBI will be, just be like, yeah, come on in. He's good at counting things. Come in here, accountant. So, just a little fun fact, if you really want to be an accountant... Are you or, really want to be an FBI agent? Be an accountant? Basically. Be a competitive accountant? Well, I mean... the You have to become a mathlete. Yeah, sure. And in the end, this all connects to Sharknado. Sharknado takes you to strange places. It does. Yeah, I mean, this, this is all the places that we have been for Sharknado. Which, which Sharknado is the uh, um, Wizard of Oz parody? Where, where a Sharknado picks up the house and carries it to a strange magical land. Um, well, I don't think we have one of those. Yet. Now, but Yet. now it's out in the ether, so. I've declared it. The words have been spoken. It is for me now in the uh Yeah, but in they, the, they in already the brainstorm. made the last Sharknado. If you know anything about any sort of franchise with a some sort of like killer the final one is never the final one i'm just saying they have to give it at least one more year so that it'll have been six years and then they can do a reboot yeah yeah that's what they do they'd reboot the sharknado and we'd have shark shark nister shark twister fish fishster i mean shark a cane shark a cane shark quake just trying to think of all i mean like you have you have this massive earthquake that makes california um float off of its uh foundation and just start sinking into the sea i mean that works and makes all the sharks come that's out in the ether now too yeah shark quake (coughs) let's just pitch it to sifi sifi will give us money (laughs) see if they'll give us a million dollars a million dollars, but we have to give him a movie in 18 days. No, no. We just have to Richard, film you have it a GoPro. in 18 days. Richard, you have a GoPro, right? I do. We're going to go hit up the toy store and grab one of those have you 50 seen, sharks in a, in a plastic tube. Have you seen tube. the new like, iPhone cameras? They're pretty good. Mm-hmm. They, ha- they actually have built-in stabilization, too. So, so we're already a step ahead of this movie. If we oh, do a sorry. black and white filters, we can hide our bad special effects easier as well. Mm. But... We aren't getting a million dollars from Siffy, but we do have patrons who help support this podcast. They pay for us to go to weird places. So thank you. Thank Thank you, you, patrons. Hopefully we've taken you to weird places, too. 
in a consensual sort of way. You asked for this. You pressed play. <laughs> you were warned. Multiple times, even. But if you like this episode, remember to leave a like on Facebook and maybe leave a comment saying, what shark combination do you think should happen? Is it a shark with weather? Or is it like, do you want to see a thresher shark in King Arthur's court? So, um, about the last Sharknado, it's about time. Is the last three are about time? After subduing potential Sharknados in Camelot. <laughs> Man, they beat us to it. <laughs> they beat us to it. <laughs> well, then on Twitter, at Pod in 280 characters or less, let us know about... Your shark, your shark combination movie. Would it be a uh, a biopic about probably the greatest American president who's ever lived, Theodore Roosevelt, but replace Theodore Roosevelt with a bull shark? No one takes down this bull shark. Carry a big stick and smile big. Or you can, do, if you've got yourself your own script already written for your for your shark film, you can send it to us. Plotspacklepodcast at gmail dot com. We will read it. I guarantee we will read that. Yeah, that I mean, if we get it in before we start recording our other shark movies, like yeah, I think that if we get enough, ooh, that'd be a fun little thing. That we would totally do that as a as a Patreon episode, as I, us I, doing a line reading of the shark movie. Heck yeah! Ooh, get a lot of people, and we can actually have like actual parts and whatnot. Like legitimately, I would just reach out to a bunch of people, have them record lines, and we mm. can stitch it together. Mm. We do the uh, the worst Sharknado. Or the best. Or the best. Legally distinct from Sharknado. So how how would we legally distinctify ourselves from Sharknado, though? Like, there's uh, already an avalanche, a shark-alanche. Shark storm. Uh, we would just switch which parts of the words we used. So it would be Tark. <laughs>